<laughs> Welcome to the Couple of Critics Podcast. I am Sam. And I am Michelle. That's right. She's my wife, if you didn't know. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know I'm feeling a little under the weather, so I might not have as much energy, but I will try. I am here. I'm Shh. queer. And I'm not used to it. <laughs> Even though I've been going down on your vagina for quite some time I got a pussy, everybody <laughs> That's how the podcast starts with me talking about my pussy That's a weird word, isn't it? I think so like, I don't what? like it under any circumstance Like, I, I fuck my pussy <laughs> That's the worst That's the absolute worst way that the word could be used <laughs> Um, I mean, pussy cat. I don't even like that. If I'm, if I think someone's being like, like a pussy, I would more likely be like, you're being a wuss. I was gonna say that my only way that I really enjoy saying it is one in in jest of just being like, like as a joke, being like, fuck my pussy. But I do like being saying, stop being a pussy. <laughs> yeah, but I. I I prefer the word wussy. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just being a child of the 90s, just liking that word. It's a very 90s word. Wuss. Wuss. I like wuss. Wuss doesn't seem as uh, 90s as wussy. Wussy. I like to say at work when uh, Mel, by the way, fuck you, Mel. Uh, when Mel's yeah, fuck not off, Mel. Like, Smell Mel. When he's not like turning something hard enough or just like... Cause in body work, you gotta like yank on like body panels sometimes. Okay. And he'll, he can't get it and he'll come over and be like, I can't do it. And then I just walk over and I just fucking go like, and I just do it. And I go, Yeah, you're doing wuss arm. Come on now. Put the wuss arm away. So I do enjoy the word wuss. Have you ever offered him any watermelon? <laughs> no, but I'm going to now. That fucker can't talk still. He's He's got, he lost his voice last week and he's literally walking around like, Tell him a good bath might make him feel better. <laughs> Get rid of that Mel smell. Get rid of that smell. Uh, what was I going to say? He sounds like a 60-year-old woman who's been smoking cigarettes since, I don't know, nine years old? Well, he's a woman who's been smoking cigarettes since he's been nine, so... Goddamn right. And then today I told him he sounds like Tone Loke. <laughs> uh, he probably didn't know what that meant, <laughs> he did, did he? It. He did it, but I had to... There was another guy in the shop, and I had to say... To Mel, it's the guy from Ace Ventura. He's in the police station. And as soon as I said that, he knew who it was. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that was in the body shop working on mechanical stuff said, come on now, funky comedia. And I was like, oh, oh he's not going to know that. You can't say that. Especially since he said the name wrong or you did. One what? of the two. What is it? Comedina? Mm-hmm. Oh. Funky comedina. <laughs> I, I did a wild thing oh god <laughs> did the wild thing on my leg is that a real line in that song <laughs> is that real we the it he is. he who shall not be named always said that and i didn't know if it was actually part of the song he who shall not be named was the person who introduced me to short people by randy newman i was gonna say randy jackson <laughs> it would have been in like sixth or seventh grade and I thought, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get a short people got no reason to live, and I lost it. You thought it was funny? Yes. I've never, ever heard the song. I've only heard people singing it. 
I've not. You're saying I've not played it for you before? I don't think so. That doesn't seem right. What's his name? I keep Randy Travis. Randy Newman. Randy Newman. He's not digging up bones. I'm Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Does he sound like that? Like he's got an. I don't uh, know what he sounds like when he speaks. Oh, I was trying to do it when he sings. Didn't he do that Toy Story song? He did. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. I got a sinus infection. You sound absolutely nothing like him. But hold on, let me do my real impression. Hey, you got a friend in me. I don't even know what the fuck that was supposed to be. (laughs) Where is Randy Newman supposed to be from? From Baltimore. I was going to say, there's no discernible. From Baltimore, Maryland, just like this band that we're going to talk about today. Nothing makes sense. (laughs) Well, let's start this off by saying if this is your first episode, this is a podcast where we, a married couple, share our musical and movie interests with each other. That tend to differ. Yeah, we're on pretty different ends of the spectrum when it comes to our uh, media likes, but we both really, really, really like media. So every week we share something with each other that the other person usually is less familiar with or probably wouldn't like, and uh, we talk about it. We get to see into a little more of who we are. It's very fun. Like If there was a Venn diagram of our interests... We have many that are similar in the middle there. You know, blue over here, got red over crossovers. here. So we got a purple. Is that what happens? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then there's a lot on the outside. Absolutely. Which is fun in this podcast because we both know about that side to each other. Mm-hmm. But we don't never dived into it. No, we have always just kind of been like, that's your thing. And it's not that there's never been any overlap. No. It's just that usually, you know, I, I know I've always been kind of weird about sharing things with you. Oh, when musically. we first got together, mm-hmm. you refused to play things around me yeah, that because, you knew I wouldn't like. Because you were a dick about it. Oh, I was way more of a dick back in the day. So, and we would back road and I would be driving and I would just, I would have some, I would have music playing on my iPod, but I would have it turned all the way down the whole time. So you couldn't even hear it. <laughs> Sam can't hear Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Well, there's still songs that you wouldn't play around me. There still are to this day. I'm not. I mean, I'm much more likely to play all kinds of things, but there are. I mean, there's an arsenal of is, stuff that I just. It's not for you. Is it now? Okay, I think at that time it was more that you were afraid. A, I was going to make fun of you, or B, that you might have been. I don't know. I don't want to say embarrassed, but you just didn't want that to be heard. Now, is it that like Sam will just be miserable? So I'm just not going to play it. Is it more on that side? Because that's why I don't play. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed so much. I mean, there are definitely things that I would be embarrassed to bring to the table. But I mean, I I give less of a fuck now that I used to. That's a good thing. For me, it's always just been, I know she's going to be miserable. And it's like. Half the music I listen to could potentially just give you a headache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which this very well could have been one of them. Well, I already have a headache going into this. So oh, it's, no. So I'm about to pound some all we know kick is that drum in it's your head. not going to be your fault that I have a headache. It is not. So, but yeah. It, it is my fault if it makes it worse. <laughs> Whatever. This is what we're here for. That's what we're here for. And we're I enjoy it. Here to share each other's interests with each other. And uh, surprise, surprise, 
Bing bang. Metal's not my thing. This has been definitely. This uh, is some heavy shit. Oh, this is very heavy. This is uh, this is the heaviest we've gotten so this far. This is definitely the heaviest we've mm-hmm. gotten so far. This is the most, I guess, what others would consider noise. And it's not even the noisiest I go. Like, I'm... You don't have to prove yourself. No, I'm, sell- I'm saying that to be like, I'm giving you stepping stones to eventually get to you to a point where... I'm not your stepping stone. Dying fetus is this stepping stone. Because, you can know who that is. Uh, isn't that a... Uh, uh, the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. Ding dong. So, uh, we listened to... Oh, wait. First, I wanted to talk about our YouTube channel thing going on. Yeah, this exists. We're doing it now. We're recording videos, although it might be in a slow fashion at this point. I'm getting used to video editing. They'll get better, I promise. But we're doing uh, reaction videos now based on the music videos, uh, music of what we've been doing on the podcast. Yes. Which I think is fun. Mm-hmm. It's new. It's interesting. But part of me nah. also, I don't want to say hates it, but I'm like, like. Because it's not us like really creating something. Exactly. Although it is because I spend hours on this shit. But I mean, it's 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 us talking about it in much shorter clips. True, and it's the visual medium, baby. Mm-hmm. Visual medium for all of you. So now you can be like, did Sam always sound like he had gaps in his teeth? Well, it's confirmed. Does Michelle sound like her face is twice as big as it should be? <laughs> yes, it is. You should watch the videos. Does Michelle own a Garfield hat? Yes, she does. Yeah, and <laughs> it's going to be showing up in some videos. It's going to be. It should just be the video hat. It's, before I forget, which it, this will be forgotten, this will be lost in conversation. Okay. But uh, I would like to talk about the way that the videos look and making them less yellow. But we'll talk about that later. We'll work on it. I think we need better lighting. I agree. But I would even rather them be fucking black. Like our part be black and white versus... Uh-huh that well i played with the lighting while we did it and all that program does is just kind of wash things out it doesn't actually change doesn't do like white balance not really at least not in a way that i've been able to figure out i'm using a free program called lightworks when i do it and it's not and the computer that we use that's not made for video editing so things take me i don't know six times longer than they should so if anyone would like to donate a computer with a better graphics card and about 16 gigs of RAM, I'm into it because that would make the video editing go much smoother. And I'm thinking if this keeps going, investing into the Photoshop one because I have a feeling that the whatever the video editing program that Photoshop or Adobe provides is probably much better than the free Lightworks program that I'm using. I'm just assuming. I would guess so. It's probably got the same like, you know, in Photoshop you can really manipulate images to brighten up and change like color scheme, even shadows and shit like that. I'm assuming that the video editing software does the same thing. But I anyway, would think so. I would hope so. Uh, maybe I'll just do it for one month and if it fucking sucks. Cancel that bitch. Then I'll cancel that motherfucker. Even though it's 50 fucking dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's because you got to get the next bundle and they give you other shit that I don't really want. You would totally forget and be charged. Oh, I know. That's, I know. That's very you. And then you'd just be like, oh, well, I guess I just have it now. Yeah, I was the guy who 
I would get uh, back in the day there were video rental stores. Everyone like Blockbuster and Peggy's Video. Anyone who's listening to this <laughs> is old enough to remember all of those things. We don't have any fucking kids listening to this oh, shit. Oh man, we got nine year olds listening. To this. Why am I going to nine this whole time? I don't know. Why the fuck would a nine year old be listening to us? We're extremely offensive. We say nothing that appeals to <laughs> nine year olds. True. And uh, for some reason, I just always have nine-year-olds on the brain. <laughs> and on the penis. Okay. Oh, man. So yep, there was the offensive thing we were talking about. <laughs> well, I got to move it along. Yeah. Get okay. back to back this to the... thing that we do here, which yes. is what we do is we drink tea and we talk about taints. Ugh. Tea? Mm-hmm. Gross. And then we let the tea drip down our taints. Now that part I like. And... Uh, well, it's not touching my taste buds we have a titillating sphincter time Ugh. sam a titillating sphincter time we listened to dying fetus we listened to dying fetus this took a lot of choice or a lot of thinking on my part i had uh, about three choices not only with what band to give you but with this band which album to give you mm-hmm. so i chose the album destroy the opposition are most of their albums shorter in length like this most of them are about eight songs it seems i don't know about the newer stuff because i kind of dropped off in the dying fetus world although i've been getting back into it so they're still active oh yeah they're more active now than they've ever been uh i remember specifically i wish i could say the same about myself when (laughs) yeah feeling rough when two albums after the next album is called stop at nothing and then the next one was called war of attrition i think that's when they were finally able to quit their day jobs i remember an interview with the the singer the because there's two singers in this band really yeah his name is john gallagher the guy that does the real low like real low stuff does he smash heads with a sledgehammer no he's actually such a soft-spoken guy like when you actually watch interviews with him, he seems like very shy. But he doesn't like put suspenders on and go on stage and is like, everybody. <laughs> I wish he would. I wish they would do a Halloween show where he dressed up like Calico. Tonight we're, we're going to be smashing head melons. <laughs> you don't think I will? But uh, I don't remember what I was saying. But yeah, I remember. Oh, there are two lead singers. But I was getting to the point that they. I remember a specific interview where he's like, now we can finally quit our day jobs. Correct. So they've been on tour for a while or been going on a lot of tours. They've had many lineup changes, but for this album, we're going to talk about this lineup, which is a classic fucking lineup. So this album came out October 3rd, 2000. So we were freshmen. Yes, we were fresh people. Fresh people. I had not listened to Dying Fetus yet. Had never even heard of him. But uh, I got into him, so I'm just going to start the first song so that we can uh, talk about other things other than the songs. You ready? Yeah, let's, uh, along with the song title, this kind of keeps in line with a lot of the podcasts that we've been having lately. Oh, because it's, be- it's called Praise the Lord. Opium of the Masses. Opium of the Masses. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, not very loud. I feel familiar with this. Like, I know this from you or something. I have played this on guitar in front of you before. I wonder if that's it. Because this immediately, as soon as it started, it sounded more familiar to me than I expected it to. Hmm. But a lot of 
I mean, I don't think the rest of the album does. It's really just this song. Uh, I'm going to talk about... I'm going to say that this is one of the catchier songs of the album. Just that oh, beginning yeah, riff. For sure. <laughs> this album does not have a lot of catchy riffs. And honestly, even just going through and trying to like decide what my least and most favorite songs were and just kind of skimming through each song, yeah. so many of the songs sound very similar because of the drums. Yeah, That's the thing. Like, I have this theory that if you are into death metal, you most likely play an instrument. Because... I can, uh, most people can listen to death metal in general and dying fetus and they don't hear really a difference at all the whole time well I just mean like in this song in particular compared to the rest of the album like I think that this has like a more common sounding riff where a lot of the other ones it's just heavy <laughs> throughout <laughs> yeah. but if you're into this kind of music I can peg out riffs from this whole album and be like, oh, that riff fucking rules. You can also peg out buttholes, but we're not <laughs> arguing about that. Absolutely. All right, so I wanted to tell you who the members are of this. This is John Gallagher on the very deep vocals. He's the guitar player. Smashing Waterheads. Uh, out of the rest of the people on this album, he's the only one still in the band. So we got John Gallagher on deep vocals. Uh, Jason Netherton on bass and vocals. He's the higher screamy guy. He's the one that you can actually kind of make out a little more of what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because honestly, when this starts, like, I have no idea what the fuck anyone's saying. All of my listens, I can make out nothing that this particular person is saying. Yeah, what is it? Which to me, honestly, and I'll tell you on first listen, I kind of giggled a little bit. That makes sense to me. But not like in a haha, this is ridiculous, but just like this is just it sounds like it's goofy it sounds like it's <laughs> almost like a metalocalypse lane like it's like it's just supposed that. to be like intense and extreme and like i'm not even going to say things that sound like words <laughs> like it sounds like it's just supposed to be funny i don't know uh well they do have a sense of humor but it's lost on this album uh prior out al- this album is kind of the turn of we're serious. Uh, serious in a way of the, it's politically themed almost the whole time. It's very politically themed. Not this song. This song is much more about religious stuff, which, again... Did you look up lyrics? I did, because after the uh, first two listens, like I said, I, I can't make anything out. I have no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, that makes sense. So I had no idea until I even looked up the lyrics that they that as much was being said anyway there's a a lot of lyrics too yeah they write a lot of words a lot of words uh all have meanings it's not just like fuck away songs no it's It's not not just like i'm saying something with this yeah there's bands like cannibal corpse who's just about gore just about Mm -hmm. like killing and like awful like uh sometimes rape in very violent ways. Impalements and all that good stuff. Yeah, which they did in the past more, and then this album's kind of the turn of like, hey, let's talk about the working man getting fucked over all the time. Because that's what a lot of this album is about. It's a, it's a lot of hating the rich on this album. But uh, Jason Netherton... And just the herd mentality as well. Yes. Jason Netherton wrote all the lyrics on this, I'm pretty sure. He was like the uh, political guy. He left... He was one of the original members. Him and John Gallagher created Dying Fetus together. 
he left right after this album. Like, I think even before the first tour of this album happened. And then with him left the other guys, who is John Sparky Voiles on guitar. Does not do any vocals. It's only the two guys. And then Kevin Talley on drums. Kevin Talley. Yeah. Kevin Talley has, is one of those guys that's been in a bunch of death metal bands. He's a sought-out drummer because he's fucking tight as hell on the drums. All the albums before this, the drummer kind of like... I'm not saying they're not good, but they kind of lag. I honestly part. enjoy... Yeah, I enjoy the the groove coming back in because it really doesn't happen much on this album. No, not too much. But I do feel it's more if you're used to this kind of music. Where It's almost like they take... Regular, Here we go. Regular That's my sound. Regular fading out, <laughs> regular rhythms, and just speed it up to where you can't almost hear the rhythm. You know what I'm saying? So, what do you call those drums? Uh, well, you're probably referring to blast beats. Is that what it is? I mean, are there different like? I would call it a blast beat because I don't know if they're like different, like levels of this is a blast beat, but this is this. There, there are um, a blast beat. Traditionally, would be like. When the snare and the kick and like a hi hat or a ride symbol mm-hmm. are all going in unison with each other, yeah, which happens a lot. Uh, there's a lot of sixteenth note rolls on the kick drum where it's just like, but the snare is going snare. My rolls do that too. So those don't beat. Those are considered blast beats, but blast beats are a part of death metal drumming. It's across all death metal. All death metal drums, it's like, they're all concerned about blast beats. There's some uh, fucking bands who basically only do blast beats, which I'm not into. I like Dying Fetus so much because they do have a groove in the death metal world. There are bands that it's just constant. Just the whole time. That sounds like really sped up circus music. I can see that. <laughs> Only when you just now did it, though. I'm not saying like it usually does. But that, to me, did just sound like that. But it's definitely a thing in the death metal world. Blast beats. Uh, there's a thing called a skank beat. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Where it's because I like, yeah, I like skank beat better. But they do it fast. So it'll be like... Which makes it sound kind of blasty, but it's, it's technically not a blast beat. Okay. It's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> it's hard. Also, it's it's hard for it to stick with me because it's not my genre. Like, I don't usually listen mm-hmm. to metal, so I'm not familiar enough to be able to decipher if you're like, this is what I mean for this, like, as an example, and then well, this is an example for this. In the next and song. i just be like, sure, yeah, I get I, it. I'll tell you, this would be called a blast beat. Okay. And this would not be a blast beat. Uh, God damn it. I remember what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to tell you that they formed in 1991. So they've been around for a good while. Okay. Uh, they had a lot of albums. Almost a decade. They had releases before this. Almost a decade. We're in 2020. It's been about three decades. I meant by the time that this came out. Because oh, this came out in yeah. 2000. And I, Yeah. And I think it's their third official release. I think, yeah, because Grotesque Impalement, which is funny that you said something about Impalement earlier, was first. And then, yes, but I said Glorious Impalement. Uh, you were close. 
And then Killing on Adrenaline was the next album after that, which is an awesome album. I almost gave that one to you, but it's so bass heavy and the sound quality isn't as good as this one. Okay. And then this one came out and then the lineup completely changed. Like when they went on tour. Before this or after this album? After this album. Like it seems like when Jason Netherton left and one of the main guys, it seems like the other three, the two guys left too, like Sparky Voyles and Kevin Talley went with Jason Netherton and they formed another band whom I also enjoy called Misery Index. I've heard of them before from you, I Uh, believe. Yeah, Kent and I went to see Misery Index at, uh, you remember Dirty Jacks? Yes. That little room. We went to go see Misery Index and there was maybe, I don't know, 17 people that showed up. That makes sense for Dirty Jacks. I've never seen the room full. I've never seen that room full either. Maybe it's because my band was playing most of the time, but... Probably. But even bands that should have had a good turnout. I think it was in a really shitty part of town. It was a super bad area. They did not do good promotion ever. They relied on the bands 100% to do promotion. Not saying that bands shouldn't promote their shows, but it's also up to the promoter to promote. I hate it when promoters seem to forget that their name has promote in the fucking title. Uh, So after this album... Is uh, I'm gonna play the next song called Destroy the Opposition, the title track. This is the next album, Stop at Nothing, is when I got into them, and I got into them because they opened up for Guar in 2005. I had not really started listening to death metal yet, so you were an adult man when you started listening to Dying Fetus. Well, technically, yeah, I was about 19 years old, yeah. I might have been. I might have had a Cannibal Corpse album just because I heard of that band. I was supposed to have a Cannibal Corpse album. Didn't really like it at the time. I love the album that I'm talking about now. Uh, maybe I was listening to Morbid Angel by now. Maybe. But uh, see, this is not a blast beat. See how the snare is like on the twos and fours, or maybe three, whatever. It's just the kick drum going fast. Not a blast beat. But anyway. Opening up for Guar. I'm with Kent the first time. And, uh... They come out, and I'm like, Oh, this band called Dying Fetus. Let's see what this is about. They played, and both Kent and I lost our fucking minds. It was like... Holy shit, I didn't know metal could even be like this. And be enjoyable. Because at this point, I don't think I was into death. I think I thought it was noise. Yeah. So this was like the next evolution of metal to me. This was like, holy fuck, this can be this way. Lost our minds. We knew we were going to see Guar again in like two more, two days. Guar isn't considered death metal? No, 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 no. What are they? They're just regular metal. Okay, but anyway. Or or punk sometimes. There's more punk albums. But but you said in two uh, days. We saw Dying Fetus, lost our minds. I remember they were like... uh, this is a song called uh, Skull Fucked. <laughs> I remember that. We told Adam, Mr. Adam Cutter, our drummer in Cor- Corpuside, you've got to see this band dying fetus. I know you're coming with us anyway to Guar, but we have to see this band again. You're going to lose your fucking mind. They come out. Somehow, I, I scream, Skull Fucked! I'm on the front row because I'm always front row at Guar. I scream, Skull Fucked! Still don't know anything about the band. I just remember it from two days prior. Mm-hmm. John Gallagher looks at me like, 
Uh-huh. Like, somebody knows something about us? And he goes, well, this one's for you. And they played Skull Fucked. So it's, that's a memory burned in my brain. Did you remember the song itself or just the song title? <clears throat> just the song title. But I would know it now because I know Skull Fucked so well. And then... Adam lost his mind, like, holy fucking shit, that drummer was insane. Who's not this drummer? That was a drummer named Eric Sayenga. Because uh, by then, it was completely different people. Except, except for, for John Gallagher. Yeah. Who's doing this voice now? He's the guy that you can't understand most. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to another really funny story. There's a song on the prior album. Where I don't think they had lyrics written for a song yet. And he, I literally think, he goes... And then they're like, all right, well, write lyrics afterwards and just say that's what they are. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that more metal bands don't do that and actually don't write lyrics because you can get away at times with not having actual lyrics if it's just like... Yeah, there, before this band, there weren't really bands that did such low... Guttural. This is a blast beat. Where the snare is just... Mm-hmm. Kick drums going along with it. Uh, before this band, they didn't really go in the. They did more just like a, like this guy, you know, growling, but you can still like hear words in it. You might not be able to understand what they are, but you can tell he's at least saying words. Whereas even if you know the words to these songs, you still get lost in John Gallagher going. Are you able to make out? Anything that he's saying yourself? John? Yes. Every once in a while. I can definitely can... Like, I don't know what he's saying now. Which brings me to the point of, like, I'm not the lyric vocal guy. Yeah, for sure. I don't need to know the words. And sometimes, I used to say this back in the day when I would listen to this at, like, Classic Pizza when I was working. I'd be like, if you could understand the words they're saying, I wouldn't be allowed to listen to this. (laughs) It's too crazy. Even though this album's not really... No, I'd say that there is a theme that goes... That seems to just echo through a lot of the heavy music that you listen to, which is like calling out hypocrisies, I would say. For the most part. Like, a lot of times it's like, fuck you, the man, whoever the man is. Yeah. It's usually like, fuck you, you're full of shit. You say this, but you do this. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, that song was like, that's about... We think there are no kings left in the world, but really the kings were just transferred to rich people. Mm-hmm. And then they like use capitalism, buy, 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 to control bye, bye. the masses. They're always talking about the masses, you know, the sheep. Uh, just There's even po- songs where they call out certain artists. I think in the song, uh, Kill Your Mother, Rape Your Dog, which is not about killing your mother and raping your dog. They, they literally say, fucking Pearl Jam and your fucking REM. It's all a bunch of shit. I say, fuck it. <laughs> to each their own, man. <laughs> yeah. That's all all of this is. Yeah, it's very true. Which they would appreciate to each your own. Think for yourself. But they, there's a real problem in metal where we say we're not worried about what people think. But they so care about what people think. And just care a lot about what everyone else is doing when it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Because, I I mean, that was, like, a big thing that, like, Eminem came up on and stuff like that. And it's like, but, like, 
none of those people affect you. So like, why are you bitching about? Like, I get why you're bitching about it. Uh But again, just to pretend like you don't care when you're clearly very bothered by it (laughs) is just an interesting Uh thing that seems to happen a lot. It's it's you can also see it in the way metalheads dress generally. If you don't dress like other metalheads, they get very upset. Like, oh, I, th- I thought you meant how they dress in a way that screams, I'm different, but they're like, don't look at me. Uh, that I'm different from you, except I'm not different from the guy who listens to the exact same music. Most of the time, metalheads, you take a thousand of them, 997 of them look exactly the same. Oh, yeah. And if a guy wears like a pink shirt, they're, everybody's like, what the fuck's up with this guy? He's a fan. <laughs> uh, there is a problem in a lot of metal where it, it's still homophobia? slightly homophobic. Real? Oh, because it's like macho man Yeah, brink? it's supposed to be macho music. Uh, I remember the dude from Cannibal Corpse in this video I had where it showed him recording in the studio. Uh, he'd be like, yeah, I like to write death metal because it's a slap in the face to queer kinds of music. And that is stuck in my brain for, I don't know, 15 years now. But and I hated it as soon as it came out of his mouth. Because anyone could call what he's doing queer. In the true sense of the word, yeah. You're doing weird, yeah. strange music. So like... But I think he meant it in... He, he could have just swapped that, that word for gay. It, yeah, there's a lot of, oh, that's gay. Oh, that's gay. Uh, ooh, that guy wants to kiss me. You should be flattered. The guy wants to kiss you. Like, nobody, no girl is looking for you, but that guy thinks you're cute. Fucking be flattered, man. You don't have to let him. Yeah, right? Just be happy that someone wants to. Yeah, exactly. I remember going to that gay bar in Chicago at one time, and that uh, as soon as I walked in, that random, very feminine black dude ran up and just gave me a hug, and I was like, that made my night. Just some random guy likes me enough to just run up and hug me out of nowhere. That was fucking awesome. I've I've been hugged walking up to a bar with you once and someone was walking out and said that I had great eyebrows. This was years and years and years ago. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. And gave about. me a hug. He's the local gay guy. <laughs> yeah, he's one of them. They're, well, they're more now. They're more it's not now. As, as not like it used to be. The local makeup wearing gay guy, I should say. One of them. Because that- we have a local makeup wearing... Oh, the Taco Bell kid. Person at Taco Bell. Yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah, fucking A, just be yourself. Yeah, Who please, cares what other people please. do? Which I think is supposed to be the message of metal music, be yourself. But like I said before, it seems to... But you're also still getting your idea of being yourself from someone else. Yeah, and if you go outside of that, it seems like you get a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you shaved your head, now you don't have long hair anymore. Well, I was going bald, dude. I just shaved my fucking head. Hey. And the singer of Dying Fetus, John Gallagher, he's completely bald. Down to the skin. He's going like Bruce Willis kind of bald. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. Born in Sodom. This podcast is probably going to be pretty quick because there are only eight songs. Especially compared to last week. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a good thing for people this week to give them a short, sweet one. Yeah, I think so. All right. Born in Sodom. Also makes me think that I should probably tighten up a little bit. Blast beat. Just constantly in your head. I was going to start talking about Archie Bell and the Drells, but you wanted to talk about Blast Beats. <laughs> Please. Tighten up. Tighten up. That's a really good... <laughs> tighten up on the drums. That's a good uh, Simpsons moment where they show Homer as a little kid and he's like, Hey, I'm 
and Archie Bell and his in the Jaws. And this is the music he tied up to. There's good groove there. Yeah, this song uh, stood out to me when we were um, on our way, which you haven't shared this with the people, when we were on our way to the Red Lobster. Yes. And we listened to this, that uh, this got my attention was because this was another like kind of groove that surprised me. Uh, I loved looking over every once in a while and seeing your leg move to the tempo. I was like, oh, she fucking... She's not just hearing noise. She's actually hearing the tempo of the song. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people, and I'm sure you at one point, too. It's just a blanket of noise. Yeah. The yeah. podcast has changed me. Yeah. Not, like, tremendously, but... But you you have a way in now. I have least. a way of listening to things that I... I listen a little deeper than I would have, where it would have just been, like, noise. Turn it off. Yeah. Which uh, and now it's like, why does he like this? What is it about this that he likes? I still I, don't know. I can't even put it. Well, this makes sense though. I just, I just do. I, I, I know that it came from a standpoint of rebellion. Not rebellion, because I wasn't rebelling against fucking anything. My mom let me listen to whatever I wanted. She didn't give a shit. But just, I mean, rebelling against the music that was popular and just feeling kind of like, fuck you because I'm tired of this, like, ultra-pop music world that's really big right now. I already hated that kind of world, so... It was really huge when we were, like, in high school and stuff and coming out of it. So it makes sense that you would go in a different direction. That's part of it, but it's a smaller part of than I I play music. So Uh when I hear this kind of technicality, and it's very hard to play this stuff... I was like, whoa, these guys are fucking good. Yeah. Now I'm kind of leaning, I go more towards, I still love this album and this, like the one after it and the one before it, because it's got groove to it, but now I'm going kind of the other way where it's like, well, it's just, it's almost sort of, it's not easy to play it, but it seems easy to write it. Like, it's just, I'm going to do the same thing I did in the last song, sort of. I'm going to do the same thing we did before. There's only like one type of way mm-hmm. but there are other bands that are way more a victim of that than I think this band is they're getting more towards that now because they're get, they've been on tour for so long and it's all they do now yeah so they're getting technically better so when you get technically better in the death metal band you're gonna play faster you're gonna put almost more of this blast beat kind of stuff in it so but I came out with it like these guys are musically fucking amazing and it upped my musical game when I listened to this band, I was like, I want to learn how to play those songs. And I got better at the guitar. I lost it because I stopped playing these kind of songs. And now I'm worse than I was, which is not cool. But I'm working on it, people. I wanted to bring up, you said Red Lobster. I have a little bit of freedom, ladies and gentlemen. You do. Sam has been a good boy, and he has since been rewarded. Yes. I paid all my fees off thanks to Christmas presents, especially by one special lady <laughs> My mommy. <laughs> Plus, I, all I asked for for Christmas this year was just give me money so I can pay off my house arrest. And that's what everyone gave you. Yes. Uh, the lady, her name is Katie. I'm not going to give her a last name, but she's my house arrest. I don't want to say officer, but my she's in charge of my house arrest stuff. Uh, she told me that I am the easiest person she's ever had to supervise. Ever. So she rewarded me. By now, I just have to be home by 9 p.m. I can go to the store. I can go out to eat with my wife. 
which we did at Red Lobster. I could go skate if I want to. I can go to the fucking hardware store. We stopped by like four stores on the way oh, home yeah. or something we're, like that. We're milking this shit. Plus, I, it's, I don't get to get out. I don't get to get out that much. But I've been feeling bad ever since I did. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam has a little bit of a taste of freedom. Now, the next freedom is getting this ankle bracelet off. Anklet, I guess you call it. Mm-hmm. My ankle monitor. I get that cut off on the February 15th. Yes. Which is the same day that we get to hang out with the Jeffries. With the, the Jeffries. In Chicago. In Chicago. Because what are we doing, Michelle, in Chicago? We are going to go see... <laughs> I'm a so musical. Excited. We're going to go see our first musical together. Yes. Which we've not done. Actually, this will be our second. No, because Bob's play isn't a musical, so I'm sorry. No. So What if, if it is when we show up and Bob's got like a beautiful singing That voice? would be wonderful. Good for him. <laughs> um, but we are going to go see the Evil Dead musical. Yeah. Or Evil Dead the musical. Evil Dead the musical. Okay. It's happening. And we're sitting in the splash zone. We are in the splatter zone. Oh, splatter. Yeah. I was going to splash zone. That's fine. I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait to get soaked with blood. I just figured I'd go all in. The only thing that's going to suck is that we're going to be wet. Cold. And then cold. Yep. That's uh, what most Guar shows have been for me. For some reason, when Guar tours, it seems to be... Guatoise? Guatoise. It seems to be in the colder months. So I have had many times where I walk out of there hot... Like, oh, man, that was intense. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get outside, it's just like, <laughs> get to I, the car, get to the car. I need some, like, <laughs> waterproof bag that I can put dry clothes in for both of us. Yeah, I'm just going to keep clothes in the car and then just walk to the car, unless it's really far, which, I mean, I wouldn't be able to change anyway until I get to the car. Unless I go to the bathroom. I didn't think about that That's one. what I'm saying. So that's why I should bring a that's bag a that idea. even if it gets splashed, we can change into it so we don't have to actually go outside wet. Yes. It's going to be very cold. We're going to be in Chicago in February. But who knows? <laughs> it's been warm as fuck lately. Yeah, it might be warm. All right. We have Which one more nice. song. Uh, yeah. But uh, that song I wanted to say, since nobody can tell what the lyrics are about, once again, that's about basically the rich keeping people down that's basically what this whole album is but that's more about a. I think that comes about it's coming at an angle more of the rich keeping minorities down by uh drug use you know like the crack epidemic and stuff like mm-hmm. that cop that, killers I think that's where that one comes in more it seems like they're going with the same general theme for every song but then they just pollution choose a little angle to take it at but this next one is called epidemic of hate yeah, yeah. This is groovy. Simple joke. <laughs> I've been going to sleep to this album. You did say that. I put the headphones in. I've been uh, trying to do a slight form of meditation at night. I don't know. I haven't told you this yet. Has it helped your dreams? Maybe, because my dreams have been less crazy less violent they're still very vivid and they still wake me up but they're not like violent where i'm smashing people's heads into the ground that i shouldn't be smashing Mm -hmm. but they're still vivid but i've been uh counting my breaths at night to kind of like stop thinking about things it's it's like counting sheep essentially but i'm just counting uh, counting breaths is like a form of technique to get into meditation so i've i've just been 
trying to breathe and count, and then I forget where I'm at, and then I start over. <laughs> yeah, I like that line. Don't fucking turn away because I think we have a problem here. <laughs> I like the line that's coming up where he's like, asking for a beatdown. <laughs> I think this one's about two angles. I think it's about one angle is the person who's being mistreated and then rising up and finally having enough of it. Yeah. Just, it's time for me to beat the fuck out of you now. Or you can take it the other angle where it's a guy doing the mistreated and now it's time for me to fuck you up again. Yeah. Which, uh, with the line asking for a beatdown. I don't know which way to take it. I think it's coming up. Yeah. I can understand that. I didn't have to look up the lyrics for that one. No, but that's... It's also slowed down. That's true. Sometimes it's... Uh-huh. It's usually much faster. <laughs> yeah, it truly is. So I think that's why you can hear it more. And it's just much... As we was said earlier, like, there are a lot of lyrics. Just fewer words. Yeah. Make it easier to understand. Um... Adam and I went to I can't remember where it was it might have been Chicago we went to go see Summer Slaughter Tour because Dying Fetus and Morbid Angel were on it okay and I remember it was it was two bands before Dying Fetus was supposed to go on I was still drinking at this point so we saw the band that was supposed to be two bands before Dying Fetus so we went out to our car for the next band and we drank a lot of whiskey and then we came back in to watch Dying Fetus. Oh, we smoked some pot too, of course. But uh, I of remember corpse. I remember walking out, and this kid went, "All the good bands have already played. Everyone can just go home now." He was saying that on purpose. Yes, and I think he was saying it is like death metal has gotten so extreme, even past this, where this started to become like lame old man death metal like it's almost this is almost too groovy so you think the person was being shitty or they were just saying that so people would leave so they could get a better spot oh no I think he was saying it as like fuck the rest of the night because they put a lot of the more I don't want to say noise bands but like the faster more technical even less groove bands earlier in the day because they still weren't on top yet it was like there's people that hate in the death metal world that hate Morbid Angel because they don't think it's extreme enough. Whereas anybody who doesn't listen to metal would be like, it's pretty fucking extreme, dude. I mean, it is for me. Yeah. But, I mean, I get where they're coming from because it's not just constant 16th notes and just constant blast beats. But I like my metal with some fucking groove in it. I love blast beats and I love fast playing, but I also need parts like this. Yeah, I prefer the grooves... I think that makes it. I'm like, I look forward to that. These are the headbanging parts. These are like, this is when it grabs my head and I can't not headbang. Like, oh, fuck. I think you saw me in the car when we were driving with Red Lobster. All of a sudden, I just, like, mm, yeah. <laughs> and it just happens that way. It just, it grabs my head and it makes it bob up and down. Which, by the way, I miss my long hair when I headbang because it's not the same. I'm sure. There's a weight dis- distribution that used to happen. Or my hair kind of took care of the, I don't know, the 
moving my actual head and now it's all in my neck. Mm-hmm. And when you watch bald guys, not that I'm bald, but when you do watch guys with short hair or no hair, when they headbang, it just looks funny. And with long hair, it looks fu- to me, it looks fucking cool. But because mm-hmm. I remember like the Ace Ventura scene when he goes in and Cannibal oh, Corpse yeah. is playing, that because of the hair. Yes, and they're and and the crowd and they're just like that guy that he walks up to and he's like, "Excuse me," <laughs> and that dude's just headbanging. That part, I don't want to say changed my life, but that burned to my brain, and I thought those guys were so cool, and I didn't know it was Cannibal Corpse until. After I was listening to Cannibal Corpse, and, and then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's Cannibal Corpse, and oh, fuck, that's, I know this song. And that Mr. James Carey is a fan, or yes. was at least. Yes. Hammer Smashed Face is what the song is that they play, which is like a hit. Yeah. A Cannibal Corpse hit. Did they have any singles off of this? I don't know how that works. Did they release anything off of this uh, album? I mean, they, I think there's a video on one of them, but their videos, for the most part, are just live just okay. showing like the mosh pit mm-hmm. and then playing live which i enjoy but it's not it's not like it's gonna stick out in your brain you know whereas something with a narrative and interesting visuals and stuff will well like the fat boy slim video that'll stick in your brain or sex laws by beck exactly but uh we're gonna this it's a it's break time michelle Good, I need this. You need this? You feeling rougho? Kind of am. All right. Well, we'll be right back. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I found the 8-bit verse to praise the Lord. Of course you did. Praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We'll be back. about those reaction videos. People just can't get enough of watching and listening to other people react to the world around them. Are you one of those people? Do you like watching people critique the work of people who are probably more talented than they are? You should head on over to the Couple of Critics Podcast YouTube page and subscribe so you can see the critics react to music videos, Couple of Critics Podcast approved ads, and more! What's happening? Well, first of all, we are back from break. No, we're coming back. <laughs> On our way back, let us know what's happening. This is a glam death metal song that was on their album, Grotesque Impalement. It is called Hail Mighty North Forest Trolls of Satan, Anno Clitoris 666. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a very dedicated title. Yeah. But as you can hear from the music, it's like glam metal. I mean, is it serious or is it a joke? Oh, the whole thing is a joke. The lyrics are a joke. Bitch, now that you walked away from me, because you had your chance, you fucking whore. Oh, see, I couldn't understand any of those (laughs) lyrics, but yeah. You've been watching MTV. (laughs) Now you're drunk and passed out. Here we go. And then he says some line about how could I know you were working in porno. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yes, welcome back to a couple of critics podcasts. We are 
back, baby. We're back to the bone. We're back to the bone. No, we're back to the bone. But I said that. Sorry, couldn't make it out. Back to the bone. We are. We're back to bone. We are listening to. We thought about boning during the break, but we were like, no. During, let's, let's bring it back during, with boning. During our longest break of all time. Whatever. <laughs> I haven't been feeling well. This is the next day, ladies and gentlemen. This is the next night. This has never happened. It's been about 24 it's hours. Pr- yeah, pr- pretty almost exact. Whatever. I don't care. That's fine. I'd rather you feel better than force you to do it last night. Because yeah. by the end of it, you were not looking. You were doing a lot of, you know, the uh, face. Oh, yeah. And I know that face. I feel like my had that face. head was more of an issue yesterday, and my stomach has been more of an issue today, although I've dealt with both for days now. you saying you got the poops? Well, I mean, my diarrhea started today, days into feeling sick. That's weird. You're a multi-day sick person. I guess so. Not always. Sometimes it's just a day, but... That's called a hangover. <laughs> no, Sam. That's not true. That's like a 24-hour bug or just something where you're kind of knocked out for a day and then the next day you're fine as long as you get your proper rest and all of that good stuff. And vitamin C? I honestly didn't get enough rest last night and that may have hindered my get wellness. That's what they call it, get wellness. That's exactly what they call it. Yeah. Well, you want to get back into this album? Yeah, let's jump on back. All right. We are on track number five out of eight. We're going with Pissing in the Mainstream, which is uh, pretty much their whole ethos. Was that your ethos? That was your ethos at this time. It's still kind of my ethos. I still have a very big side of me that I do feel that the your hat over the headphones is quite funny. Uh, I still have a mentality where like a helmet. I think that ninety nine point eight percent of popular music is fucking god awful. By the way, I want to talk again about my situation on my head that people can't see. Yeah, it's it's like a Russian space balls. It sort is. of situation yeah, happening. Like <laughs> Russian space balls. Just imagine it, guys. Just imagine it. So. I was jamming. I was just headbanging there. Oh, that's cool. I thought we were having an issue. We are, but it's one I can fix. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, this is just a, this is them getting back to their roots of just calling out popular culture, basically. Mostly music, I assume. Even though they don't they don't say any one specific, but they do say things like you know, I don't give a fuck if some model can't eat. I don't care what movie's on top, things yeah. like that. Which I I don't know if they do feel the the movies on top thing. I think they're into it. Yeah, that, yeah. Consumer appetites are never satisfied in full. But then he says, like, I don't give a fuck about the TV ratings game. The real world's not a party, just a place for the insane. Don't you talk about Puck like that. <laughs> puck is not insane. Fucking Puck. Puck is a well-to-do gentleman. Isn't he the blonde crazy one? Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I didn't really He's watch it. now. But I that think. was a real early one, wasn't it? Didn't he ride a bike? Yeah, that may have been the first or one of the first. The first season? What about Tech? Wasn't he on the Unreal World? Tech money, baby. Tech and Puck and Schmuck and Fuck. And Schmeck. <laughs> Schmeck? Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, who was Schmeck? Explain Schmeck to me. <laughs> I'm just going along with what I you know, said. I know, but I wanted you to <laughs> come up with a person to make an imaginary person. He was a uh, an Asian man who come on straight now. sucker punched a lady from Uganda <gasps> in the mouth because she found out what? she had cancer uh-huh. and he was like, I hate you and I hate cancer and he sucker punched her right in the mouth. Fucking schmeck. Schmeck, yeah. God damn it. He, well, schmeck is a prick. I forgot about him, but it came right back to me. It came back like a, riding a bike, like Puck riding a bike. I suppose so. I don't remember that. Uh, that's all I can remember is he rode a bike everywhere and then Tech was... Tech money. I don't remember why I remember Tech. Was it because he like, had some sort of he MTV became, career after that? Yeah, he became a VJ afterwards. Huh. He was... I enjoyed him. He reminds me of Andre 3000 in my head. He, Is that accurate? If you want it to be. He also I'm acted a little bit as well. What, like Justin and Kelly? Not in that. Why would you say that? Who's Justin and Kelly? They're from American Idol. Wasn't Justin the guy that had the big poofy hair? Yeah. Yeah. So what does that have to do with tech money and the real world? Because I would think in my mind, tech's acting in movies that are pretty bad and filmed very low budget. And in my mind, that's Justin and Kelly. Wasn't there a movie called Justin and Kelly? Uh, It wasn't like to Justin from Kelly or something like that. I don't know what we're reviewing. With Justin to Kelly. With Justin Butt Kelly. I am Justin, thou est Kelly. Thou est (laughs) Kelly. Oh, boy. I remember in South Park, Kyle takes off his... Oh, boy. And that... uh, You're not above this. Huh? You're not above this. Above what? Oh, boy. Don't act like you're above this conversation. I'm not above this conversation. I just know that that movie sucks without seeing it. And I think it's really poorly reviewed, isn't it? It's not like one of the worst movies on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. I already forget what we were talking about. From Justin with Kelly. (laughs) Oh, from to Justin behest Kelly. (laughs) Yes, that's considered a a very Rotten Tomato. I remember there's a South Park episode where they're doing the musical like episode. It's like high school musical and Kyle takes off his hat and Mm -hmm. he's got that Justin hair and he bobs his head in that really weird way which i don't know how they figured out the animation to oh to make the hair like flop yeah i have a feeling that took a long time to make it look right just because it's such a weird motion i'm so fucking hot whilst justin (laughs) beheadeth est kelly (laughs) he beheaded her (laughs) he should he still is i said whilst gotcha all right. Would you like to continue on with some songs and not talk about Justin and Kelly? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> are we? Um, are you mad it wasn't Justin Timberlake and Kelly? No, I'm glad it wasn't. That would have ruined his career. Would have been bad for him. <laughs> Is it going to record this time? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Music? Okay. I recorded all that. I mean the music. Yeah. I didn't want people to know the problem. No one knows what's happening right now. 
What do you mean? I was putting all that in the podcast. All of this? It is now because it's fire. None of this is good. Now everyone knows. I'm just going to keep picking the skin off of my finger. We're going to go into In Times of War. Because, you know, they're all about war, I guess. I think the idea is that they're against war. Nah, not them. See, they're promoting all of this stuff. And the fact that they're really against the group war, the band war, I don't understand. <laughs> I'd like to know they're each individual uh, uh, opinions on music. Because there are definitely some dudes out there who it's like, it's metal or it's nothing. Which I am not one of those. And it's always very interesting to meet someone who is like that because it's like, come on, dude. Like, only that? I can get that it's your main thing. Yeah. But only that? I think we've talked about this in the past, but listening to only one kind of music is odd to me anyway. It seems like it keeps you in a box. Just being like, I'm this person. Like, I'm a country girl. That's it. That's I'm a metal that. guy. Period. Period. Okay. It could be your main thing, like I said. But oh, for sure. But but to be like, this is the only thing I'm into, essentially. This yeah, is just who I am. I think almost every genre's got those victims, though. Like people that listen to rap. Like I think it's own. Like I don't know if Mel listens to anything but rap. Well, because he's a white boy, that kind of makes sense. Oh, jeez. What? There are a lot of white boys that the only thing they listen to is rap because they wish that they were brown boys. Oh. I, I was saying, oh, geez, because it's so common. <laughs> rap took over, and it doesn't make me happy. You want to know what makes me happy? What I'm putting accounts in during think, my job? I think history shows that I am not concerned what makes you happy, but carry on. <laughs> this is correct. But I more regularly than you would think come across addresses on accounts Wigger Street no joke wow can't believe is that it. a word people still use I think so I don't know if it is I think it's I think it's past that point where it's not I don't know because you're not actually saying I don't Wigga excuse me <laughs> I was gonna say that I I think when that was a popular term, especially in this area. I mean, it was Eminem like, said it too. It was like Eminem said it, and that's <laughs> definitely the guy that we're holding up for the way to talk. Oh well, I mean, he's he wins the Wigger Award every year. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was gonna say it was much, especially in this town. It was much less people, that fewer, dressed or acted like they wanted to be an African-American person. And there's people in this town who still love to say, you know, the real word, the big N. <laughs> and, uh... Naggy Nelly? Yeah, Naggy Nelly. I think that there are a lot of people around here as well who they say, like, my two favorite kinds of music are country and rap. Mm-hmm. I had a dude at work the other day. Uh, we we're talking about the dude I used to work with, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, he he always had stupid ideas." And he goes, "And this this kid was black." And I was like, "Oh, he always had stupid ideas, and he never wanted to do anything." And then this guy goes, "He's an older gentleman," 
you know, they got a name for for people like that, right? And then I went, African-American? And he went, no, they got another name. You know what it is, right? And I went, a person? And then he could see that I was just not having it. Mm-hmm. This is also the same guy that one time said to my female coworker, we said something about like, we weren't even talking about spanking in a sexual way. It was like spanking like a child or something like that. Of course. And then he was like, well, I can give you a spanking you'd like and looked right at her. And then I went, do you also like to perform sexual assaults <laughs> in front of everyone? His face got completely red. As it should Everyone have. stopped talking. I basically killed the room, but it was one of those deals where I was like, why did I kill the room in that situation? I'm just calling out the fucking creep. Mm-hmm. It was really, really odd. I think it's the term sexual assault that turns people off. Yeah, most of the time. Like salt to a slug. Sexual assault to a slug. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Put a slug on your wiener oh. or on your clitoris. Well, our cat did have a slug in its mouth the other day and licked its mouth after the slug left it for a long time. It must have tasted good. I watched a video recently of a, I think it was a gif or a jif, whatever makes you feel better. I like to say jif because it reminds me of peanut butter. You don't even eat peanut butter. In Reese's cups, I do. Reese's cups. That's the only way that you do. You don't eat actual peanut butter otherwise. Nope. But I saw a snail eating the skin off of a cucumber and it like lays its body all over it and then and as it's like eating. So even slugs eat their own slime. I wonder if it tastes good. <laughs> People I mean, eat snails. I mean, we taste our snot constantly, but we don't really know what it, it tastes like unless tastes, there's something wrong. It tastes goddamn delicious. It just tastes like the inside of us. <laughs> yeah. It's salty. Which is why when we kiss, we lick the insides of each other's mouths to get each other's salty tastes. Oh, fuck. That was the most unappealing sentence of all time. We lick the inside of each other's mouths to get the salt. The, the salty taste. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was going to say, in regards back to the guy who really wanted to, who wanted to say the uh, N-word. Uh, that negative nagger. Yeah. He... That was pretty close. No, I... Yeah. Once again, proving the most racist member. Because I said nagger? <laughs> I Do we need to sit down and watch the South Park episode, uh, Sam? Um, I was going to say, I've had this problem my whole life where just because of the way I look, uh, like I have a little bit of white trash in me. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pale. I'm redheaded. And For some reason... You're always disheveled looking. I, you don't wear nice clothes ever. No. I exude for some reason to other people who have racist tendencies to speak about their racism to me, like like I'm on board. It's happened more times than I'd like to remember. Do you remember that time at Randy's when that fucking carny, the carnival worker for those offended by the word carny? No one should be offended by carnies. <laughs> I mean, I people should be endearment. offended by carnies. And I was offended by this carny. He came in with a shirt... An aborted shirt, which is an extreme death metal band. I don't know if they have racial themes or not. I was just commenting on the dude's shirt because it's like, whoa, someone else in this town currently is wearing a death metal band shirt. Most of the time, that's only been my friends. Like, It's only been pretty much Adam, Kirk, or Kent. Mm-hmm. And pretty much just Adam or me. So I said, hey, aborted. And then he was like, 
well, if you like that, you're going to love this. And he pulled up his pant leg and he had like a swastika with like the SS Eagle and all that stuff. And like looked at me with a big grin. And I remember just being like, I just froze because at that moment I really wasn't that outspoken. Now I would have been like, I don't know why you think I'd like that. Now, can you please leave? But I remember when he saw the look on my face of just like obvious, like, no, I don't like this. I remember he get, he shoved his pants leg down and was like, <coughs> like I was the problem. <laughs> like you're a hoity-toity person who cares about other people. How dare you fuck uh-huh. off? And then we saw the complete opposite that night. Remember the cowboy black guy? Well, of course He I was do. awesome. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like doing Garth songs. Brooks songs and he had a cowboy hat on and tight blue jeans. And then you and I sang The Temptations. Oh, and yeah. And he started yeah. dancing and he was like, this is my jams. And he like, was into it. We brought out the black. <laughs> he wasn't used to being able to tap into that part of himself. No. So these two white kids from a small town in Indiana helped bring it out. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> I liked that guy a lot. I knew his name for a little bit. I figured it was like James or something like that. Cowboy James. Cowboy James. He was a driver. He was the, because in the carny world, there's the people who ride, run the rides or the, you know, steal your money attractions. Where you throw darts at balloons. And then there's the people who just drive. Okay, so what are the people doing otherwise? The carnies who run the rides. Those are carnies too. Why aren't they driving when they're not carnying? I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, some of them might, but I remember when Bob was going to like be a carny for a second. So they, he was, it's when he was drinking still and he was at the bar and this guy was talking to him like, yeah, I think you should come on the road with us. And Bob was like all about it. And they were like, yeah, but you got to start off being the driver. And Bob was like, whoa, what? I I wonder if they run the rides. Well, I wonder if they drive at night and then like they help set up and get things ready. That way, like the carnies can be energetic during the day. I think that's exactly what it is. And then, and then all week, they travel all weekend, all night. they just get to get drunk, mm-hmm. and then they got to get back on the road and get drunk. <laughs> I'm sure they have like <laughs> maintenance jobs and things uh, as that's well. That's probably a good point. They probably do spend like real early morning making sure we all the bolts are still tight and stuff like that. Because I know, like at Kings Island, there's a guy that has to walk the roller coaster, the the beast. I don't think it's every morning, but I think it's at least once a week. He has to walk the whole beast. And look for nails that are coming out, and he has to nail them back in. I watched it on something about roller coasters. Well, roller coasters? I ain't afraid of no roller coaster. I say we uh, fear not this dying fetus and jump right back in the womb. And what I'm saying is, you're either Forrest, for God damn it, Forrest. You're either Forrest Gump. You're either Forrest or against us. That's the song title. That was my terrible, what do they call it? Segway. I was going to say transition, but I'm also just thinking about what's happening to your body because I can see you and other people cannot. What's happening to my body? You're transitioning into a beetle. Oh. A beetle juice? A beetle guys? No, like a straight beetle. Hello, I'm a beetle. Ah, I'm a beetle. I'm, I'm Paul McCartney. Dead on. <laughs> if anybody knows what Paul sounds like, that was it. So what do we got with this song here? Some more blast beats, some more grunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's about the rich once again. Yeah, I do like the line in this for the last time. Can you fuck off and die? <laughs> Even though you can understand nothing. I can understand nothing. 
I would know nothing is being said. I can't most of the time either. But that's also the fun part about death metal. You don't have to know the lyrics. You can just know the rhythms and just go. Yeah. But again, as we've discussed previously, it almost seems like that could be a spot where people kind of take it easy and don't actually write lyrics. And they're, they're just like, I'm going to make sounds because I'm lazy. Which I mean, you still have to figure out what sounds you're going to make. So I don't know how lazy it is. I'd, I'd say it's even harder because you make the, you got to go back and listen to the sounds that you made and sort of write lyrics that fit to it. Instead of, uh, although isn't that what Michael, isn't that what Mr. Jackson did? Mikkel. He would just make like scatty kind of mm -hmm. sounds into it and then figure out what the lyrics would be later. Yeah, they'd push record, he'd jizz all over the place, and then he'd, uh... That's not what scat in the show. <laughs> isn't that what it, doesn't it have something to do with jizzing? Scat is shit. But isn't there jizz in there too? No. I assume if there's shit, there's jizz. Well, I mean, I mean, most if you're into the life, stuff that yes. I'm into, then yeah, there's always gonna be jizz after shit. <laughs> you should hang out in the bathroom with me sometime while I go number two. I don't need to. I can smell it down the hall half the time. <laughs> I have a rotten gut. I farted earlier in the podcast, and I'm surprised you didn't smell it. It was rancid. I've been eating a lot of Skyline, though, so... <laughs> you have been. I like the Skyline. You get a nice groove there. And then blast beat. That's not really as much of a nice groove, if you ask me. It's still pretty crazy. It's a groove if you're used to the music. I'm not used to it. I know. That's why I'm it's telling you. It's all new to me. To I went to sleep to a Cannibal Corpse album last night, and that's just falls out the whole time. Yeah, that was what I thought that you may have given me this time. What, Cannibal Corpse? <laughs> or just a I, super I balls out? I think it was like a guessing thing, because I thought it was going to be metal. Or you said it was going to be metal, and then I guessed. And I think I may have guessed Cannibal Corpse, but I don't remember. It's and you're like, no, but thanks, I'll remember that for later. Because that's what I sound like. Mm -hmm. First of all, it wasn't nasally enough. <laughs> oh, deep enough. No, wait. We have a favorite to this problem. What will you do about <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. I, I, I'm not converted on that, but... I... Oh, no. Oh, no, she's dying. Sorry. I have a tickle in my throat. Um, I'm not converted on that movie, but I definitely like the references. It's fun that you're in on the references now, too. And I... I yeah, I get the songs in my head sometimes. <laughs> more regularly than I thought I would. So, Welcome to the family, finally. Finally. <laughs> I've been in this family for your, a while. Okay, well, put it this way. That my was last your, induction. That was your last hurtle. Now I can be inducted into the Eisert family. Into the Eisert Hall of Fame. I don't know that I want to be. It's pretty easy to be in the Eisert Hall of Fame. You just have to not go to jail, I don't know, three times? That doesn't make sense, because a lot of people in the Eisert family have been to jail three I know. times. That's why I'm saying, if you don't, you're higher up in the Eiserts. I could be an honorary Stilly. 
I don't know what that means, though. I'm sure it's all bad. Stellies are boring. I'd rather be boring than a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stilly's just... Uh, I know I am now. I'm way more boring. You know one Stilly. <laughs> Aunt Pam. My favorite. The Stillies, Aside from your mom. Stillies seem to be able to get fucked up and stay at home and not get in trouble. Izerts get fucked up and go out. <laughs> Sometimes Stillies need people to come and check on them in their homes, though. And that's not good. And sometimes people do stay in their homes and they don't leave again. Ever. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Tate. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he wasn't a stilly. No, I was He's... talking about the Izards because oh. you're talking about how they go out. But even though he wasn't, I mean, he was an Izard. By the end of it, he didn't go out. But, no, but he for didn't. a while there, Benny's was his home. That's right, it was, and he liked going to games and stuff and get and drunk. Yeah, I remember one time I had to make sure he got home because he was mm-hmm. so fucking pissed drunk. Oh yeah, you drove him, and you yeah. shouldn't have. No, I shouldn't have. But you tried to walk him, and it was very unsuccessful. Yeah, we would have been arrested sooner. Arrest? You're under arrest because he was like falling into bushes and shit. And I was like, dude, you're gonna get me in trouble for trying to walk you back, like. Just get in my car. Let's go really fast. And I wasn't drunk yet. I was working on it, but... But you shouldn't drink and drive. Not only for the moral factor, it really fucks your life up for a minute or two. Now I can't go to Canada because of that bullshit. Seriously? Seriously. Like ever? Uh, Maybe in the far future. I have a friend who is from Canada who had a lot of legal problems. He had to pay like $1,500 to get some form. To kind of like not expunge it, but tell the border like patrol that he is different now, and this was a long time ago. But they still had the uh, option of saying no, this. and that was getting into America. It's harder to get from America to Canada. So if I plan a trip to Canada, I'm going without you. Yes, that sucks for you. It really sucks for me because I would like to go to Canada. No, I, would I would like lo- to travel in general. I would love to go to Canada. I wish but- I worked a job where I made better money and could do that. You know, it's uh, should have got a better education. Should have came from a family with money. <laughs> should have just never been born. <laughs> uh, I've read things where people who are like, I've had like four DUIs and they still let me in. So I think it's a crapshoot too. Where if you're like a good talker and like they can like really look up your past and you'll explain like everything to them and be completely honest with them. Then I think you have a higher shot, but it's one of those deals where it's, it's a like case by you, case. You, basis. Yeah, you can't make a plan to go because your plan, my plan, could change immediately. That's why I've never played with Jello over there because it's not guaranteed I can get in. Plus, I don't think the Canadian drummer would really like that I'm coming in on his territory. You'd be like, eh, what are you doing? <laughs> why, are, why are you coming to Canada? Get out of Canada. I would just like to go to Canada and smoke off. some of that legal reefer. Get out. Get out. Get out of my land. Oh my God, how did you know it was Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's a very bad Arnold Schwarzenegger if that's what, I, actually, were, if that's what I was doing. It's actually the same guy that I was talking about that has to get the form Arnie from Schwartz? Canada to come into America. Oh. He's the drummer. I thought you were going to tell me that you're friends with Arnie Schwartz. And he was coming over. And uh, I can't had, feed had, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He can't come over here. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> he had symbols and like some merch in his car, and they searched his whole car, 
And they were like, why are you going over to America? And he's like, just to jam with some friends. And they were like, well, why are you taking 30 DVDs of the same thing? And he was just like, uh. And they were like, look, we know you're going over to there to play music. Like, if we see pictures of you on stage and pictures of you selling things, you're going to be in trouble. So, like, no one was allowed to take pictures of him. He wore a mask on stage, allegedly on stage. I mean, he would be allowed to play. He just couldn't try and make money. They were saying you can't even get on stage to play. Oh, because he would have to have, like... Work visas. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's just play, it's not like a real job, a job. But I guess if he's trying to make money by selling the same... The merch. ...thing so many times, then, uh, yeah. He even deleted everything, any correspondence about him coming over on his phone prior to getting there because they searched his phone, too. And they knew he knew they would. It's fucked up. But I also wonder that if I paid for a work visa to get over there, if they'd be more like, oh, well, you're doing things right. If let's, they let's would approve it. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to look into that because I want to get the form to get into Canada because I want to go to Canada. I want to play music in Canada. Cool. I think we should finish this album. I don't because we're only at an hour and 20, but who cares? Let's make this a shorter one. We this still have questions and things to go over. It is called... <laughs> Hiccup Sam, justifiable what? Hiccup burp. Hiccup burp. Hiccup burp. This song is called Justifiable Homicide. This song employs the use of blast beats and growls. First of all, no (laughs) life deserves to be murdered. Every life has a right to live. I am a pro-life person. Sure. (laughs) Remember that sign we saw the other day in Greensburg? Yeah, it's very big about how abortion kills babies. And let me tell you what. That's the goddamn point. (laughs) Yeah, it's the whole reason. That's the whole fucking point. (laughs) We're not killing a pumpkin. But it's also not a fucking swaddled baby that's sitting up straight, adorable with curly Q hair. As they put on billboards and shit. It is always like a full-grown baby. It's always like a fucking eight-month-old <laughs> yeah, child. It is. And it's like, that's not happening. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you and your beliefs. You know what I wrote on my notes for this song? You wrote notes? Yeah, just so I could know what they were about, because I don't know what any of these songs were about okay. before this. I just wrote, the same. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I do get a few, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, that when I was skimming through, that there was a very similar sound through the songs. And I think it's the drums. It's the drums. It's the same guitar tone the whole time. It's the same vocal tones. I think what I noticed the most were the drums. Like, that's what felt the most familiar to me. Yeah. Every time. Um, I think that other uh, like older rock and roll albums like Zeppelin and things like that I think they strive to have different not only like I think they use different instruments like different guitars and different amps and they were like like alright we're gonna record the drums for this song now and they would remic up the drums they wouldn't just it seems like nowadays especially for metal it's we're doing the drums this week and we're just gonna put the drum the mics in the same spot keep them there and you're not going to stop until we get the whole album done so then the whole album 
It's just one tone. Yeah. Same with guitars. Same with vocals. Where I think there was an older way of doing things where it's like, let's record this one song, get yeah. it done, and then reset up for everything. Which I think that makes sense. I think it does. And I think the other way it does too. Because if you're in a time constraint, especially nowadays, you don't have a lot of money and you just want to record your music. Yeah. Get it done really fast. I get it. I think I just like the idea because it feels it's it feels more old school of like working on a song per song. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I'm just gonna lay out this album and do all my part instead of it, it just seems less of a joint effort. Yeah. I mean it's still a joint effort, it just seems I mean it like seems they're not really working, yeah. Than art. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, guitars this week. Which I guess you could still do it in a way of we're going to record all the drums this week, but we're going to move some of the mics. We're going to switch some mics out. We're going to use a different kick drum. And everyone is still there to like give their opinions and yeah. stuff the whole time, not just the drummer coming in. Well, that's not what I mean anyway. They're, they're all still there because they have to make sure that it sounds right to them. Like if you're the guitar player, I don't trust the drummer to have played it the way he had been playing it all the time. Or that's because you're a control freak. You know, that's because I know how fucking things go. When you get in your own head, in your own room, all of a sudden things change. You're not supposed to know and. You're supposed to yes and. Uh, I thought the dim no, was the rules. and that's wrong. <laughs> I, For example, I'm going to throw Kirk under the bus. Let's do it. Let's start that bus up. and let's. <laughs> when we went to record some Corbicide stuff, He'd start playing bass lines. I'd be like, what the fuck are you playing? He'd be like, what the tell? I've always played it. And I had to be like, well, you've always played it wrong then. And I just never noticed till now. So if I wouldn't have been there, it would have been super fucked up. And that can go for each thing. Like, as the guitar player, you want to listen to the drums and say like, yeah, that sounds good to me. Like, I can play to that. Especially if you're not playing to a metronome. A click track, as they say in the biz. And you're definitely right in the middle of that business. I've been upgrading my studio stuff. No, I'm just saying that you're right in the middle of that business. Right in the middle of the business. I've been watching too many garbage shows on Hulu. <sighs> I'm not jealous. <laughs> it keeps me in touch with the garbage of the world, and I like it. <laughs> I can't get too far away and forget who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Where you came from with flavor of love? Uh, it's gone way deeper than that. Ugh. I've loved garbage forever, and not the band. I have absolutely no interest in that shit. Like women in prison. Eh. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, when they have their babies and are allowed to keep their babies and raise them in prison, I think that that's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to bring up for five minutes, but I don't need a whole fucking show about it. And that's why you don't watch TV. That's true. I don't really watch TV, and when I do, it's the same shit over and over and over Or your fucking manners. I don't have manners. I don't know if you've ever noticed. At least towards you. You need to watch it. <laughs> you need to wash your mouth, and you need to watch your tood. Have you ever had to do that, wash your mouth out with soap? Yes. I don't think I ever had to. Lucky you, it was awful. Bar soap, baby? Oh, yeah, put that big old bar of soap in your little child mouth to where it's just like squeezing your mouth open. Jesus. And uh, hold it. Fuck that. For minutes. Just think how much dirt's on that fucking thing, too. Like, everybody used that to wash their hands. 
Or bodies. Mm-hmm. Old Jim washed his butthole and that's in your mouth. Weird fucking concept to be like, you said something dirty, so I'm gonna wash it out with soap. <laughs> like that first of all, it's that's so not how that works. <laughs> nope. Uh you're just putting toxins in your child's <laughs> mouth, you fucking asshole. And the child's probably thinking the whole time. Like, fuck this. <laughs> They're still thinking it in their head. I mean, I bet because of that that uh, bar soaps say like for external use only because of it. I guarantee <laughs> that because it used to be a thing that they had to resort to like, please don't put bars of soap in children. <laughs> we don't that, care which end you put it in. Just don't put <laughs> bars of soap inside children. And now with body wash, they just make them gargle. <laughs> Squirt it in there. Yeah, that's a little bit hor- of water. <laughs> no, that's horrible because then you might accidentally swallow some and be actually vomiting. Ugh. I think I've have I told the story about drinking soapy water on uh, the pod 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 podcast. Probably, I think we've all in the world drank soapy water. When the teacher forced me to, I don't know the about the whole concept. I'm almost positive I have, so I'll go through quick. Where we had to drink like oh, see if we could drink a whole two liter of water in a day. This was in fourth grade, so we had to bring in two liters, like uh, old soda two liters, and we were supposed to wash them out. Yes, and mine did not get washed out very well. And right for the very first drink, I was like, mine still tastes soapy. And she was like, quit complaining and drink the water. And I got through like maybe a quarter of it, and I was like, I feel sick. And I'm still angry to this day because I wanted to be the first kid to down the whole fucking thing. Maybe she and thought I, you were just being a little bitch. I, I do think that's what it was, but I was not. I remember. I don't want to play this game. I remember we ended up shaking it and it set it up. And it was like, see, there's soap in this fucking thing. Yeah, that's what you said. That's what little Sam that's said. That's what I said. I was see, like, see, there's soap fucking in this fucking. <laughs> you don't even know what you're saying. You don't know what you said. So that's the album. That's the album called Destroy the Opposition and, by Dying Fetus. And the story in stores today. of Sam drinking liquid soap yeah fuck you mrs cook that was her name that's okay there are lots of cooks in the world the same lady that when i brought up van damme for like actors she immediately went oh yeah my man the muscles from brussels (laughs) did she really say that yes (laughs) it's burning in my brain she went like oh yeah my man the muscles from brussels (laughs) weird this is fourth grade. Fourth grade. Oh yeah, she had long ass hair. She looked, um, she looked like she could have been Mormon or something. Yeah, but I, uh, oh, she always wore like long jean dresses. Yep. She never wore pants, really, did she? I don't know. I feel like she always wore dresses and skirts. That was in a time where most of our male or female teachers wouldn't have worn pants. They were a lot of jean dresses. No, they <laughs> wore pants. Denim dresses. Novak did. But she was a fucking weird. She also wore those like crocheted vests. That lucky bitch. Anyway. She also saw Corey Mobley staple (laughs) staple his uh, finger. And then much a couple years later in high school, he surgically stapled his arm in classroom too. (laughs) How did he surgically staple his arm? (laughs) A nurse had brought in a, it was like a, I think it was in health class. A nurse brought in like instruments of like, Surgical, surgical instruments, or like surgical. I don't even know. How oh, Uncle Surgical. And she was passing it around, and uh, all the kids were looking at it. And I think another student, just because Corey got picked on, but I, it was also the situation with him that if it was like 
touch you can touch everything but this one part and he would somehow touch that one part yeah but i don't think he did it i think <laughs> mr nosferatu himself you think he was framed no i think so <laughs> nosferatu you know who i'm talking about here a kid I that we do. went to high school with i think school. it's funny that you'll say some people's names and some people you will not <laughs> yeah, it's tommy burns but anyway <laughs> he i think he stapled his arm i think he just went over and was like ha ha and those surgical staples are the ones that when they go in they curve and like to bring your skin together mm-hmm. and Corey didn't say anything for a bit he was just like ah, ah, and he started bleeding and bleeding and then Finally, he like stood up to say something to the teacher, and he passed. And out. he passed out. And he took oh out a God. couple of desks, and luckily the nurse had brought the thing that gets the staple out, so she had to take the staple out in his arm during class. <laughs> yeah, he's the type of kid who, if he's told to touch everything but this one area, he's touching that area, and he's passing out in class. <laughs> That's insane. It's so funny because I had been making fun of him for years ever since he put that staple in his thumb in Mrs. Novak's class. I was right there when he did that one. And I, for years, I'd be like, yeah, don't give Corey a stapler. And then I hear one day that he surgically got surgically stapled. It was like the cosmos came together to make me a happy boy. <laughs> you just loved his misery. It was easy to love his misery because he was good at it. Yeah, he was good he at was constantly a good for a long time. I just met constantly fumbling. I would I would stick up for he him with silly. he who shall not be named. I'd be like, leave him alone. He's a funny guy. Stop making fun of him. Be nice to my friend. You're mean. He'd be like, you're fat, Corey. And he'd be like, look at you, you fucking tub of shit. You look like the real life Eric Cartman. Get out of here. He would call me fat and I'd be like, so are you. And he'd be like, it doesn't make you any less fat. <laughs> so, I mean. He's got you on that one. <laughs> Yeah, but at least when I'm looking at something, my eyes are pointing in the same direction. <laughs> anyway. He's the Kurt Cobain of our generation. I wish that were true. Fucking moron. But, I mean, here we are all these years later, and he's still alive. So, why did you choose this? Wait, what are we doing? Oh, I didn't realize that that was something that I had to do because I forgot. My brain's not working right. I'm sick. What are we doing? We're to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. Praise the Lord and be glad in it. That's a loud sound. Everything is very loud in this room. Very loud. Why did you choose this? Why did I choose this? Because I wanted to go super fucking heavy. But not too heavy, and I think this was a bridge between super heavy and a little bit of groove. A little bit for you. Okay. A lot of bit for me. What do you think I thought when you gave it to me? This might be a little rough. Was a, I think you know it's pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you probably thought it was going to be all noise. And that this yeah. one might be a little bit taxing to get through. I'd say all of that is pretty correct. My notion prior to listening to it is that uh, it'd be a little more on the struggle end of the spectrum for Michelle. Um, but, I mean, everything's doable. So, whatever. I think it's been easier for you as this podcast has gone on, too. Mm-hmm. Like if I would give this to you to. week three, it might w- have been a little bit harder. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I would have stopped the podcast. I was like, I can't do this if we went in that hard that fast. Um, <clears throat> do you know how many times you listen to this? Nine? Holy crap. Guess. I was going to sleep to it. Oh, that's true. I barely listened to it during the day, but I would go to sleep to it. Mine was like three and a half. Oh, you're minimum and a half. But I've also been sick and I haven't, I haven't even listened to a podcast in the last two days. Oh, really? And like, it's just unlike me. Uh, do you count one of those times with me in the van? Yes, I okay. always do. All right. Um, do you, oh, wait, least favorite and most favorite song. I'm not going to be able to choose this, but I'm still going to try and choose what I think your least favorite song is. And then you can tell me. Oh, Sure. I'm not going to be able to do it for you at all because I think, well, maybe. I'll try. I think that your least favorite song, which is really just, let's see. I'm basing it on nothing because I don't <laughs> know the songs well enough. <laughs> Boop. Um, pissing in the mainstream. Let's listen and I'll tell you it's my <laughs> least favorite song. Oh, no. This part rules. <laughs> It was a closed eye finger <laughs> choice, so I have... You want to know what my real one is? Of course I do. That's the whole point. I'm going to go, actually, with Justifiable Homicide. Justifiable Homicide. Which is homicide. the last song of the album. Uh, mostly because it's at the end. So, for any album, by the end of the album, I'm mostly starting to zone out. or not listened to as intensely. But... I don't think the lyrics are particularly the best. And by now, it's almost old hat by the time you get to this song. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is what you've been talking about for the past six songs at least. Yeah. Almost the same topic. So, ongoing justifiable homicide. Cool. What do you think my least favorite song is? I have no fucking clue. You can do what I did and just... No, I want to take this seriously. (laughs) I just don't know the songs well enough. You know them better than I do. Yeah, but I also know you that probably most of them are just one's with the other, you know? Uh, I'm going to go with In Times of War. (sighs) Just because. I literally just chose one. And, and honestly, I don't know how to choose my least favorite. Because <laughs> it all sounds the same to I you. I really don't know how to. Because, like... I mean, I, I've been kind of leaning towards the same idea of justifiable homicide because it's at the end. Old hat, I think, was the perfect way to say it. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I'll, I'll go with that as well uh... because that's kind of where I was leaning Like by the end of it, even though it's only eight songs and I'm grateful that it's only eight songs. I mean, I'm just ready for it to be over. And this is like more balls out. I think there were more grooves earlier on. Absolutely. And it is just more balls out heaviness by the end of it. So, yeah. And not even... I'm less into it. Heaviness in a way of just blast beats and 16th notes. Just like nonstop, not stopping for grooves as much. Just like pedaled with the metal most of the time. The only reason I said uh, what I said just now about in terms of blast beats and Uh. 16th notes is because when there's grooves on this in this album, I think they're super fucking heavy still. It's just not heavy. It's like heavy that makes me... It makes my head go, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. this is fucking heavy. Because there's different different scopes of heavy, just yeah. like there's different scopes of gender. Yes, <laughs> I agree. 
Like you have chicken tenders. You have fucking like tender love. Different types of tenders? Uh (laughs) Jesus Christ. You know I said genders, right? No, I thought you said tenders. (laughs) So I thought we were talking about like pork tenders and chicken tenders and like tender moments. But okay. I have a hard time hearing things. Because there was a part where I thought that you had said someone's like the wrong Kent. And it was like, I was completely wrong. Oh, when you like thought I, I thought, said Kent Hiltz, and I definitely said Kent and Goldsmith. And you definitely said Goldsmith, and I was like, I have no idea what happened, because in my head, in my ears, for whatever reason, that's the word I heard. So sometimes I just wonder, the, uh, the, wh- what's going on in our brains? The human mind is one of the most, uh, what do they say, untrusting things out there. It's like when they do crime scene recollections, or like when you ask people no, even what witnesses. happened. Yeah, witness things. It's like, they can't really rely on that shit, because... 10 people saw it, and there's 10 different fucking stories. Mm-hmm. So, I would say so. You can't rely on the human brain. So, what do I think that your most favorite song is on this album? Um, be- take a guess. I'm going to say, and this is a kind of a shot in the dark, okay. but I'm going to say Praise the Lord, Opium of the Masses, because I feel like it reminds me of you. Like I've like you said that you've played it. Like as soon as I heard it, it just had like a Sam feel to me. So I'm just gonna say this is what I assume your favorite song is. Alright. Sam, what is your favorite well, song on my the album? My favorite song on this album is a little song I like to call Praise the Lord, Hope you <laughs> on the Masses. Yeah. I just love this fucking opening riff. Love it. And you know what? This is my guess for you too. Well, you two sucks, but this is my this is what I would choose as my most favorite song. Because uh it makes me think of you, and I think that's why you even chose it. For me, because it makes me think of you, <laughs> and I like you. And this is a song with the best groove in it. I think so. It's got, I just love that. Classic. Fucking classic. Well, that was a quick That out. was a hard <laughs> out. Sweet. Uh, so, are so we? we're not oh, finished. Okay. And we're. and we've this is something that we've said, or we've talked about before, so you can just fucking glaze over this. Okay. Like, semen or a donut whatever you prefer both at the same time how old were you when you first started listening to this 2006 you said probably it was five yeah that's when i first saw him but listening to this album probably 2006 oh okay because i'd started buying the albums this was before streaming and anything like that so i would have to, were you buying them in order i wasn't buying them in order i was buying them as i found them available because okay. this was like these aren't, to find. These, aren't, these weren't readily available. So a couple of them I had to order off the internet. A couple of them I bought at uh, CD World in uh, Cincinnati, which luckily had a vast death metal selection. I don't know why. If you say that fast as you did, it sounds like CD World. CV World? No, like CD. Oh, like, okay. Like a, like a, it's a... It was a real rough it's place. It's a real questionable it place a real to be. CD place. Oh, oh. CD World. It... CD World was so fucking cool. It had 
it shaped my musical opinion almost at this time. That's where I got into Morbid Angel. That's where I got into Dying Fetus. Deicide, a band called uh, Defleshed, which might happen Sounds fun. in the far future. Um, so when you did listen to this, yes, how did you originally feel about it? Loved it. I was in deep on the fetus by now, so in deep on the fetus. In deep on the fetus. I like that. That's a good phrase. And I don't even care about this band, <laughs> but in deep on the fetus just sounds good. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> That's why I said it. You can be like in fist deep on the fetus. I'm you can fist be. Deep. I'm feet deep. Two feet deep. I've gotten myself in a real seedy situation here. It's because you're playing on that chair like a a child <laughs> on your knees. Would you recommend this album today? To metal and death metal fans, absolutely. To people like you, no. <laughs> Good. Good. That makes sense because I would consider this on the heavier end of, I mean, definitely of things that you've given me for sure. Um, so This might be the heaviest one I've given you. I would say so. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about it on other episodes about how other things you would kind of maybe lean me in more with and or lead me in more with not lean. Um, and I have. I wouldn't think that this would be one, but obviously it is because when it comes to like heavier stuff, you're using Dying Fetus. This was the next step. We have already done Pantera. We have done Bread. We had already done... Uh, Morbid Angel, which was like the dipping the toe into the death metal world. The Genesis. So now this was the uh, this was the real death metal, death metal, like balls out death metal step. And next, like the Avril Lavigne. And no, none of these things you have said have worked. <laughs> and then next is pr- in the far future because I, I I keep these things it's too in, close. Yeah, I keep these things in distance. Next is noise. <laughs> next is gonna be. A rough one. God. It's one you've actually heard in high school mm-hmm. and straight up said. It's not even music. It's just noise. Well, I'm... And now we're coming around full circle. I'm sure we will because I'm sure I'm going to say the same fucking thing, but we'll see what yeah, happens. you are. I know death metal dudes who are like, this is just noise. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but I think it was when you were, when we were on computers next to each other. Absolutely. And you were looking up whomever that was, and I was looking at Justin Timberlake's website. Probably. Yeah. Guaranteed. And I was playing it through the computer speakers, and you were like, ugh, mm-hmm. that's not even music. Uh-huh, but I was like, like fuck like yeah, it is. <laughs> That sounds fun. So would I choose to listen to this again? Let's not play games. No You're one's, not going to listen to this again. There's no reason why I would ever put this on. Not even to please you. I'd, I'd find something else. <laughs> it would make me feel weird that you put it on. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, You're not doing this You're for like, you. Baby, I'm going to play something for you. And you'd be like, what are you putting on for me? And all of a sudden, dying fetus. You'd be like... Uh, I'd be like, who are you and what have you done with my wife? And then you would just immediately start fucking air drumming and air <laughs> yeah, guitar. So you, would, it, you wouldn't even care. It wouldn't even stick. I'd know. I'd figured it was a joke and I'd enjoy it as long you as I could. You just play along. <laughs> well, play along, play along, moving along to the next thing, Sam. Yes. We're going to listen to an album next, yes. as we have many times. Um, it's something we're both familiar with. I'm not, I think I lead in too much. Usually I am going to give you rise of the Phoenix tenacious D the D the D and I'm sure people might Pete. There are going to be a lot of people who are like, man, I wish she chose the first album, 
But I'm going Rise of the Phoenix. I think that Rise of the Phoenix deserves its critique. I think that it's it's been glossed over by other people. I think a lot of people aren't from aren't aware of how good it is. So that's why we're doing Rise of the Phoenix, the D. Yes, and uh, before we move on, I would like to say about that album. That's gonna be easy peasy. Easy. I haven't said that one in a bit. <laughs> On like a Sunday morning. Like a s- easy like Sunday morning. So we're done with the podcast. We're done we? with the podcast. Thank you for listening. Yes. Check out our other episodes. Yes. Tell people who you know. Um, you can follow us on social media if you want. I don't know if I should even push that as much because uh, it's not YouTube. like we do much, but we're starting to, to do videos on YouTube. So check out a couple of critics podcast on YouTube. And again, we have an arse, <laughs> have an arsenal, an arsenic, whatever you want to call it, of episodes. Some kill you. Some, some are two hours and 48 minutes long about pop music that people called music. <laughs> That was a burn. I'm getting out of here. I am too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.